0: Family, happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are well. I hope you had a great week. I hope you had a wonderful Martin Luther King weekend. We'll get into that, I'm certain, before we get out of here today. But we've got a lot to cover, and before we get there, a big thank you to everybody who joins us on the socials Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Shout out to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast. That, of course, you can find on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcast. Thank you so much. If you've not already done so, go ahead and leave a comment and rate things there on all of those spaces. It really does make a huge difference. And shout out to all of you who are joining us. It makes a difference. Share what we're doing with your friends and followers. So as I said, we have quite a bit to get to. I want to start with some things that happened locally here in Atlanta this weekend that really reverberated throughout the wrestling world. There were two massive events that took place One was Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise on Saturday night It actually happened at the Action Building, the home of SHW And then the following night was the debut of the new Terminus wrestling promotion Brought to us courtesy of the Ring of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham And Baron Black, who was a part of the Nightmare Factory I want to talk about both of those shows and why they are significant First of all, Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise So if you've not watched this, you can head over to Twitch to check it out It is still available But I want to talk about why this is so significant This marked the first live wrestling show produced on and by Twitch Now this is amazing for a number of reasons A lot of wrestlers currently have channels on Twitch. We've seen, as a matter of fact, a number of current and former WWE superstars really have some issues because WWE wanted them to shut down their Twitch channel. Some of them did, some of them didn't, right? So we know Twitch is a major thing, and Twitch has been primarily used, of course, for video game platforms and that type of connection. However, there has always been a wrestling connection with Twitch, most notably with Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, while they were still at times surfing for a TV deal, and even now, still find themselves with a regular channel streaming on Twitch they had a while where their weekly broadcasts were on twitch while they were also airing on other channels on cable but there's never been a live show a live wrestling show produced on twitch before until this weekend so that alone makes zicky dice's outlandish paradise significant couple that with some of the names and the matches that took place i mean you're talking about names showing up like the first appearance we really seen in a ring of taya valkyrie since leaving the wwe and she took on thunder rosa major major implications in a match like that we're also talking about enzo who made his first return really to the atlanta area really since he left wwe he battled john schuyler there was the hey brother battle royal we saw influences from aew impact ring of honor all of these spaces were well represented Effie taking on Dalton Castle. We got to see Chris Bay in a huge fatal four-way match that involved Darian Bankston, AC Mack, and MLW's Myron Reed. Like, this card was absolutely stacked. And it's a real picture, I believe, of the strength of independent pro wrestling. And again, for this to happen at Twitch, it was over 350 people in attendance but watching live was over 350,000. And as of right now, they are well over the 415,000 mark in terms of people who have viewed this event. It was aired free on Twitch. It was pretty outstanding the production was top-notch it was really an amazing show so shout out to zicky dice and zicky dice's outlandish paradise i get the feeling we will see this again coming very soon but you can still watch it for a few more days available on twitch go to twitch search for zicky dice's outlandish paradise You'll be able to check that out as well. In fact, our very good friend and one-third of what I call V3, the Voices of Southern Honor, Diana Michelle was the ring announcer. So you'll get an idea as to why she was named the two-time announcer of the year here in the state of Georgia. She's amazing, and I really think the nation and the world is really about to see all things Diana Michelle. So shout out to her. But that was Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise, and that was Saturday night. Sunday night was Terminus. Terminus, a brand new promotion, not just a solo show, but a brand new promotion brought to us by the current Ring of Honor world champion Jonathan Gresham and Baron Black, who you've seen on AEW Dark. So this is significant for a few reasons. First and foremost, it's one of the few Black-owned wrestling promotions in the the world right like for all that we've talked about in terms of representation when it comes to representation we're now starting to see it of course more on screen than we have in the past and we're starting to see world champions like we've seen in WWE and people are still having questions about the diversity issue in some other places however in comma. What we don't see a lot of is African-American presence behind the desk, right? In the boardroom, in the booker seat, all of those places. It's much like, quite frankly, seeing African-American owners in sports teams, African-American coaches. We often get stuck on what we see on the camera, but it's often what happens behind the camera where the real Power is wielded and so to see jonathan gresham and baron black come together to put a promotion together is absolutely amazing right now they had some challenges and one of them being inclement weather now i just need to explain this about the atlanta area and some southern areas i grew up in new york in new york we got snow all the time. We also had a budget, as I'm understanding, (laughs) for the cities and states to be able to treat the roads properly. That is not part of the Department of Transportation's budget here in Atlanta. And that's because it's a rare day to get Snow, to get ice, to get temperatures that are cold enough along with precipitation to make that happen. But Sunday was that kind of day. It snowed in a number of places, snowed certainly here where I am. There was also lots of rain in some areas. There was accumulating snow, et cetera, et cetera. So they did have that challenge. This also aired on Fight TV, so it was a pay-per-view event for them. And while we don't know what the numbers look like, we can say that the show did go on. There were certainly people in attendance, probably not the full crowd that would have been there because the event was indeed sold out. And so they were very, very kind in giving people the opportunity to either get a refund. Or exchange their ticket for Sunday night for a future show, which their upcoming show will be on February the 24th, if you're interested in coming to Atlanta for that. With all of that said, this was another significant show that had representation again from AEW. We also saw Ring of Honor, obviously well represented, Impact Wrestling. And, you know, to me, I think moments like this are super important for the business, and I'll tell you why. With so many eyes focused, of course, on what AEW and WWE are doing, as the two leading promotions, certainly in the United States, New Japan, if you're looking internationally, Many will wonder what is the future for the independent wrestler. If you're one of the 80 plus talents that was released from WWE in the last year, year and a half, where do you go to apply your craft? With Ring of Honor not currently on TV, is there a space for you? And so the independent space has become very, very important. I also think it's a big move when wrestlers are now launching their own shows, be it an independent individual show or a full promotion it's a major move. Who understands wrestling better than wrestlers, right? Many will say sometimes players make the best coaches and make the best owners. We will certainly see. I don't know that Ziki is looking to launch a full promotion, but a show like this, like Ziki Dice's Outlandish Paradise, certainly becomes a thing because when you can draw over 400,000 viewers to a platform like Twitch with one live event, your stock and the stock of the sport increases. Twitch had never been involved in this before, but they made decisions based on obviously Zicky's cachet on Twitch to be able to do something like this. So, What I will suggest to you is this is why it's important that you support more than the WWE and AEW. Find an independent promotion in your area or with the beauty of the internet, find an independent promotion that you will enjoy. Take the time to invest and watch. If you have to go to YouTube or Facebook or their streaming services, Find a way to support them for a number of reasons. First of all, the future of pro wrestling is right now on the indie circuit. I know some will tell you, no, it's at the Performance Center and it's at the Nightmare Factory. Those are some of the places where they are. But the people that you're going to more likely see on AEW and WWE in the next five years are currently working in another promotion, likely in an independent promotion. So... Take the time to invest in that independent promotion, whether it's Southern Honor, Defy, any other organization that you wanna check out. Check them out because you're likely going to see their journey from there to spaces like Impact and ROH, and WWE, and AEW. That's super important. And your support allows these types of organizations to grow, to flourish, and to continue. So shout out to the good folks at Terminus. Shout out to Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise for an amazing weekend in the world of pro wrestling. Now that's just where we're starting today. Got a couple of other spaces I wanna hit, and we'll do that when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So What are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But that I started to see You don't like an idea? Come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're going to pack one thousand people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever going to happen here And there is a U, it will always be the S H W. Okay, so a couple of things. Let's start here with, of course, yesterday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we recognize all that Dr. King has done to really bring about racial equality in the United States and around the world. And he wasn't just interested in racial equality. He was interested in social justice. He was interested in economic equity and fairness for all races. And so with him, we see a lot of work that happened, of course, socially, but that has bled into... the world of pro wrestling as well To get the opportunity go to youtube go to peacock the wwe network and check out what wrestling looked like in the 80s right not the 90s even though the 90s were an interesting picture but check it out in the 80s check out how many african-american wrestlers were stars versus enhancement talent check out how african-americans were depicted For instance, and I'll just throw this out there, while a commentator would never say this in the world of pro wrestling, it was always implied that African Americans and people of color had harder heads. How do I know? Watch what happens when their head is put into the turnbuckle or watch what happens if somebody should dare to headbutt them. It is literally of no effect. I'm certain then they weren't conscious of the vibes they were sending. But what they were telling us was African-Americans and people of color have harder heads. Now, There's absolutely no scientific proof for that. That is just one of the elements of preference one of the elements of discrimination that has happened over time historically in pro wrestling. Look at the way wrestling is depicted now. While it's by no means perfect, we now get to see multiple versions of not just African-Americans, but Latinos, of those from the LGBTQ community, so many other spaces of the Indian community are represented and represented more accurately now in the world of pro wrestling, and a lot of that has to do with the work that Dr. Martin Luther King has done. I've said this before, I'll say it again, and I think it's important that you understand this. The world of pro wrestling is often a reflection of society at large. It is a microcosm of the society in which we live. So, with that said, it becomes incredibly important that we honor and represent and recognize the work that Dr. King has done, because some would say, how does it tie into wrestling? It's massive. It's huge. We don't have 2021 and Big E and Bobby Lashley as WWE champion for 9 to 10 months out of the year if it's not for the work that Dr. King and many others did some 50 years ago and the work that continues. Remember, it's often these wrestlers' parents Who lived through the struggle Who marched and it's often This generation of wrestler That watched the previous generation of wrestler The previous era of wrestler And said that's who I want to be Or that's not how I want to be Depicted and then we end up looking At guys like Bearcat Wright And Ernie Ladd and Bobo Brazil who broke down So many doors and they were alive During the time of Dr. King Here's what we'll do obviously When we get to February we'll be talking some more about this but i wanted to make sure we shine the light on dr king and all that he's done and let's never forget that vince mcmahon has done a really good job like him or not of making sure that every martin luther king day wwe on television acknowledges this day in a significant way speaking of wwe and people of color, Mustafa Ali has requested his release from WWE. Apparently, there has been a large argument, discussion disagreement between mustafa ali and vince mcmahon over a presentation that mustafa ali would like to do and now mustafa ali has gone public with his desire to be released i do think it's important that we understand that the climate of wwe has changed just a year or maybe even two years ago if you acknowledge that you wanted a release oftentimes wwe would keep you locked into their contract but times have changed and now if you request a release you will likely get that release queue up tony storm just a few weeks ago who left wwe by her own volition part of this is wwe in my opinion and this is strictly my opinion preparing for sale in them preparing for sale You obviously don't want people there who don't want to be there. The more you can, quote unquote, trim the excess, it gives you opportunity to look better financially and content wise in terms of whoever might be trying to purchase WWE. And so for as much as WWE won't publicly say they're up for sale, they're definitely entertaining sale. So consider that, and hopefully that provides context to you in terms of why so many people have been released and they call it budget cuts. It's not budget cuts from the perspective of we're just trying to survive. It's budget cuts because we're trying to position ourselves for a great sale opportunity, which could even happen in 2022. With that said, before we go, One last piece of information, which I think could be what many call the funeral, throwing dirt on the grave, et cetera, et cetera. It's been announced that NXT's creative team will no longer report to Triple H. Now they are reporting to Bruce Prichard, the same Bruce Prichard who is the creative director for Raw and SmackDown. The same Bruce Prichard who has been with WWE for many years sans the Impact Era. The same Bruce Prichard who quite frankly enjoys what the Raw and SmackDown product currently is. So what this means is pretty much the Triple H influence over NXT is gone. Gone. So it's not just enough that so many people were gutted from NXT, we know of NXT 2.0's new direction, but then you see things like even Beth Phoenix leaving the commentary booth, saying she's leaving it to spend more time with family, only then, literally, two weeks later to show up on Monday Night Raw and day one, the pay-per-view. Kind of wild, kind of interesting, Don't know how the NXT schedule works versus the Raw schedule other than NXT is a Tuesday, Raw is a Monday, and both the parents are now gone on a Monday. I'm not trying to get into anybody's household. I'm simply saying that it's interesting that clearly Beth Phoenix did not want to be in this new NXT. Then you see behind the scenes Creative people like William Regal, like Brian James, a.k.a. The Road Dog, and several other really influential folks over the NXT product, gone. They have literally gutted the NXT product. And it's kind of sad to see, but this is where WWE is. And now to me, the question is, will this create a more enjoyable product i know what the end game is the end game is to be able to get people to funnel from nxt to raw and smackdown in a more cohesive way and while as a consumer i don't like the product changes because i thought the black and gold brand was great as is it is wwe's product to ultimately change so the question now is what do you do if you're triple h well, I think that question's a lot more complicated than we think. I also think that now that pretty much all of the house cleaning has been done from NXT, a lot of the folks who we were tuning in to see at NXT are pretty much gone. Kind of the last vestiges of that are Roderick Strong and Walter, who of course was the longest reigning NXT UK champion. But with that said, you know, you got to ask yourself, What does NXT mean? Do the NXT tag titles, the North American title, the NXT championship, do they hold the same meaning as they did during the black and gold era? And again, what happens to Triple H? I think the Triple H question is far more complicated than any of us want to acknowledge for some seemingly obvious reasons. But here's what I want to know. I want to know what your thoughts are on all the things that we talked about today from all that happened with independent wrestling this weekend to the impact, of course, of Dr. Martin Luther King to Mustafa Ali requesting his release. And, of course, Bruce Pritchard now being in charge of creative at NXT. Hit us up on the socials at The Faction Show and let us know what you think. Again, NXT is happening tonight. Of course, tomorrow you've got AEW Dynamite. Thursday you've got Impact. Friday, of course, you've got SmackDown. You've got AEW Rampage, and of course, now on YouTube, NWA. Hour. all of those things are happening that's your wrestling schedule for the week we'll do our best to hit you back later this week with more conversation because obviously more is coming and then we're cooking up something really neat that i think you guys are going to enjoy as well with all of that said until next time family representing from a good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray my name is gerard bonner and this is the faction